Welcome back to another episode of the Answers for Everything podcast. Don't forget to like and share on our socials. And if you have any questions that you want us to answer, you're probably just as crazy as we are. But reach out on Instagram at AFE underscore podcast. That's A is an Apple, F is in Frank, E is an Edward, then the underscore symbol, then the word podcast. So pour yourself a stiff drink and enjoy the show. Just like that. Mr. Clay's here. I'm here. Welcome back, Clay. Hey, thanks. Welcome Where you back. been? What you been up to? <laughs> it's summertime. Mm. So that means, let me guess, you grew up essentially on the prairies, correct? Mm-hmm. So summertime is drinking in a shop or drinking at the lake or drinking at your house. Pretty much. And, much, except I don't drink anymore. <laughs> and then winter time is drinking in the shop, drinking at your house, or drinking at the cabin at the lake. Well, not so much at the lake anymore because a lot of them you can't access. Oh, and here I am thinking about buying a cabin at the lake, and I can only use it for right. Thinking it was year round, right? No, it's from like May long until September. September long. Oh, sorry. Here in this, a lot of shut down. In this household, May long automatically comes with a woohoo. So May long woohoo, because apparently everybody seems to think May long is the the greatest weekend known to fucking man when you live on the prairies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's the official start of summer, and it's like the first weekend that you can go out in the wilderness and get shit faced. But it's usually snowing around here. It hasn't for the last few years, but generally it's snowing and it's fucking freezing and a terrible experience yeah i I always have to deal with employees booking the day off so they they book it off in droves because their their families go to the lake for the weekend and then on saturday they stop by and they're just like hey uh can i work tomorrow like hey you booked the whole weekend off why are you here (laughs) they're like uh well we got snowed in at the cabin so uh yeah uh we can't really go there i'm like this is the same problem you had last year Maybe you would think to plan ahead and not put all your fucking eggs in the basket of May long. Woohoo. <laughs> so can't, can't they go the next weekend or the weekend after? Like, do they have to go May long weekend? I didn't grow up here, so I don't know how it works. I always worked May long weekend. That was my, that was my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much me too. Hmm. It didn't matter in, in like the service industry or whatever. Right. You were open. Yeah. Somebody had to be there. I think one day I'll have to celebrate a woohoo May long. Sorry, May long woohoo. May long woohoo. I, I don't I don't know which way to say it. May long. I don't know. I've never woo-hoo. heard that. I've never heard that. Term. I think we made it up at our place because it seemed to be like the end all be all for fucking human existence <laughs> was May long weekend. And then come Saturday, they're just like, uh, well, I'm done for the weekend because uh, I can't go out there anymore. All right. Cool. I'm glad it was all worth it to you. Yeah, what a letdown. Yeah, just just go two weeks later. And instead of paying $400 a night for your cabin on May long weekend, because you know you're going to be paying out of the ass for it on the long weekend, just go the next weekend <laughs> when it's $200 a night. But hey, whatever. Yeah. And, and there might not be snow. Not the point. It's not the point. Yeah. And it's to get the stories, you know, so 
the next Tuesday or whatever when you go to work. Yeah, look at what I did on May long weekend. But what Woo-hoo. did they do? What did they do? <laughs> they... Oh, lots. Go out and get shit-faced in the wilderness. But can't they do that or don't they do that all the time? It's, well, it's anybody not... could do anything all the time, Clay. It's not it's special. just the fact of the matter. It's the first. It's the first weekend that's like the official start of of summer, of the nice weather. And, you know, they're fucking sick of being stuck or indoors or whatever in the winter. Uh, I'll never get it. I'll never get it. I'll never understand. Obviously. Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> the same with the, the garage doors. In, I, is it a prairie thing where you don't actually park your car in the garage? Because there's a mini fridge and a pool table in there and a dartboard. Is that that's yeah. a what? What does you need a place to party so you're not messing up the house? But in a place where it's minus forty and it snows half a foot a day, do you really want your car to be outside when you could have it in a nice warm garage? <laughs> like I don't, I don't fucking. Well, who get says it. they have a nice car? <laughs> I, I I don't get it. I, I've delivered to people and their garage door is up and they have a screen door. A legit garage mm-hmm. door size screen door. Yeah, I've seen those. They're cool. I think it's kind of cool, but I think it's kind of stupid that you're in your garage parting it up when your cars are parked <laughs> outside. It's, it's like put pastime they like. It's like putting a toilet in your bedroom. Well, I mean, I could use the bathroom, but it's much more convenient just to have it in the bedroom. It's just it to me it doesn't make sense. I'm never gonna understand it. And I'm never going to do it, although it would be kind of ironic if you visited me one day and you saw that I had a garage and a screen door and a cabin at the lake. (laughs) Yeah, flash forward 10 years, 20 years, you have all those things? Nope, I don't plan on living here. I've never had a garage, so I I don't know. I'm, I'm not much of a follower of that stuff. Do you have a shop on the property? Mm mm no? No. Hmm. Then that might be difficult for you to achieve. Yeah, I'm never going to fit in. It's well, okay. I guess so. <laughs> well, something you forgot in summer is sitting around a campfire. Now that I enjoy doing. Sitting around a fire, just enjoying the sound of the crickets or bugs or whatever. Crackling yeah. logs. I, I agree. I love the fire pit in my backyard. I don't have to drive two hours to a cabin to do it. I literally walk out the All back right. door. <laughs> Let it go, Clay. I can't. <laughs> I'm, never, go. I'm never going to get it. I'm never going to get the the mentality of having that that cabin that you never truly own because it's on like indigenous land. You're essentially renting it forever. Yeah, do we ever own anything? Well, I guess if you get a deed for your land, you own it, do you not? I mean, sure, you have to follow certain rules to build on it, but it's your I land. Yes, you, you own a certain amount of it. You don't earn anything after a certain depth. That's kind of fucked up. How does that work for oil? Do you buy more rights to, to dig farther down? I don't know. Here you go with the questions again. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I should just. We use... should change the name of this show to "Questions for Everything." Yeah. <laughs> that would go. be more fitting because then yeah. you can just let loose 
let loose. Run yeah, wild. but I want answers. Ask too. all the questions you want. But I want. How do I get the? I mean, answers? I love the questions. The curiosity is awesome. Yeah, I'm like a cat. Yeah, that's really cool that you're thinking of that many things at once. <laughs> oh, oh, that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot more going on. More questions. Uh, yeah. More ideas. Yeah. More thoughts. M- most aren't very good. Not healthy. I don't think they're healthy. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to get Probably into best it. best not to know. Yeah, yeah I'm not, I'm not going to get into it. Uh, you can reach out uh, privately. Send me an Instagram message and ask me what I'm thinking about at that time. You may mm-hmm. never want to contact me again after I give you the answer. But hey, it would have been fun while it lasted. Or you may be super intrigued. With us hanging out today, what is on the agenda? What oh yeah, it? I was getting to that with the oh. campfire. Okay, you want to go? Let's let's go back. Let's <laughs> summertime. Go back. Let's go back and say summertime campfire. Let's go back. All right, hear the bugs around you. Yeah, the crickets or whatever it is. That's the fox, the wolf howling, the bear, whatever it is. I have one in my backyard, but I would prefer one out in the wilderness. So like no, no houses around, just a bunch of people. It sounds. At the end of a dirt road, right? You just throw some rocks together to create a little makeshift fire, fire pit, grab mm-hmm. some old dried wood, and you just sit there enjoying each other's company and what have you. Yeah. And sharing some spooky tales. And everybody making out with each other and just passing each other around. That's that's well. the camping I miss. <laughs> you, never, you never camped like that, did you? No. No. Oh. Well, no, just normal, normal you're, camping. You're young. You'll get there. It'll be fine. Sure. Yeah. So spooky camp stories. Like I, I recently did a podcast about camping, but we didn't tell about spooky camp stories, which I, I'm all for. Like yeah, that's so, creepier, the better. Yeah. I thought today we would share some, maybe okay. give some people, give some people some tales to tell at their next campfire. So if I were making their s'mores. Do you like s'mores? I think I like the idea of s'mores more than I actually like eating s'mores. I, I'm, if there's a a thousand percentage that I could be, I would be a thousand percent in agreement with you. <laughs> I, I love yeah. buying the stuff for it, but and I hate them. the gooey, melty, dirty, mm-hmm. messy shit. Sticky chocolate, not melted marshmallow, burnt. Like it's just, there's so much fucking work or that goes into it. You take a bite and the marshmallow just squishes out the side all over yeah. your finger and then you sticky fingers and it's dirty. And the napkin just sticks to the marshmallow. Yeah. We, we made them the other night at the house here. And after one, I was fucking done. And then my son had like three and his fucking face is covered with marshmallow. His hands are all covered in marshmallow. And I'm just looking around, thinking and hair like, and dirt, and this this can't be a a good thing. Could we not just buy a, a pre-made s'more Oreo cookie and call it a day? Mm. You know what you could do mm. is like like um, graham cracker, Nutella, marshmallow fluff, and a graham cracker. Yeah, and everything's nice and soft. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing it on cookies. They're, they're they're called celebration. They they make like a, a wafer oh, with yeah. a chocolate flavor. So I grab the yeah. I grab the strawberry ones, and then I grab black mm. forest cake flavored arrow, and a marshmallow. And we were making s'mores out of that. It was really mm. fucking good, but it was so messy. And I I vowed after last week that I'm not doing s'mores anymore. I'm just I'm done. 
I'll give the kids a chocolate bar and tell them to eat it. And I'll give them the cookies and tell them to eat it. And I'll give them the roasted put it in marshmallows. A, put it in the microwave. Yeah, here, here you go. Just uh, eat the chocolate out of the wrapper. Eat the cookie out of the box. And then, you know, cook some marshmallows up and eat them. You don't need to put it all together and make one big fucking mess out of the night. <laughs> yeah, things ruining... are too messy. I don't like them. Am I ruining their childhood? Should, should I take that away from them or should I? Should I have it? It is. It's ruining the experience and the joy. Like you shouldn't care about getting sticky and messy because you can just clean it up. But some people, yeah, just can't handle it. I don't like sticky, messy stuff either. I'm with you. I had chicken wings today and they're really, really sticky and messy. But I think that's almost the way you have to eat a chicken wing, like a nice saucy that's why I like the boneless ones. Yeah, I mean that's not a chicken wing; that's a chicken nugget. But I, I, I know, know I know. It's not. It's not exactly that's the, the only same. way I eat it. <laughs> yeah, I like to cut the boneless bites in half and then toss them in the okay. sauce. So they're like, put a fork in it. And it's like a bite size. You can dip it. It's not messy. Mm-hmm. But sometimes oh, you want just want a, wings. Sometimes you just want a chicken wing, right? And I used honey mustard and cayenne pepper spice. So I had honey mustard sauce, cayenne pepper spice to make a hot and spicy mustard chicken wing. I'm not going to lie to mm-hmm. you. That was like five hours ago and I've still got a boner. It's not very big, but it's fucking there. <laughs> and it's it's going to last as long as I keep thinking about these chicken wings. Are you still burping up the flavor? That's just going to give me a bigger boner. So I'll probably do that later. <laughs> when you're alone. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not using my boner right now. I'm, I'm not. Oh, thank God. I'm not. That'd be a little awkward because I can see you. I know. Everybody see my boner. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> it's nothing to be ashamed Only fans of. plug right now. <laughs> Insert here. Yeah, it's called a bearded and tattooed dad. And uh, I don't have anybody paying any fees whatsoever. Well, how much do you charge? It was free for a month. First month free. Mm-hmm. I know it's just videos of me touching myself. Yeah. Not even the gay dudes are banned. Maybe they just enjoyed it for free and thought, fuck this guy. I don't have to pay for this. Oh, man, I just like the free stuff. Yeah. But I, I would never finish. If you wanted to see the finish, you had to pay. And no one, no oh, one subscribed. Smart, clever, clever. Yeah. I watch enough porn to know the money shot is key. N- nobody watches right. the first 10 minutes of the 12 minute porn. They just watch <laughs> the last two minutes of it. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Yeah, no and, one pays attention to the storyline. Oh, wait, there's a story? Storyline? Well, back in the day when I used to rent like VHS and DVD porn from Blockbuster and Rogers and stuff. Did Blockbuster have it? I know Rogers had the back, the yeah, black curtain. So. We, we would watch the story about arcades and like assassins and futuristic president of the United States and time travelers. It was a lot of crazy shit that I used to love. It was a whole movie. Like yeah. it was a full on production. It wasn't just, okay, let's get to the sex. Yeah. The last porno I watched that was like a movie was called pirates and then pirates Two, a full on swashbuckling tale of pirates in the open seas and getting the booty and yeah, highly recommend oh, the booty, the, all the booty. There's a porn star named Jesse Jane and she's in it and she is every type of fine you can think of. All of it. All of it. All the fines. All of it. But now that we've segued from campfires to porno, let's go back. 
Oh my God, we need to go back. We barely even touched on it. With your campfire freaky stories, do you guys do that a lot? Do you sit around the, the campfire and tell scary stories? I used to when I was younger. Now Having... life is scary enough. <laughs> Not supernatural, just bills and health scares. <laughs> well, life and yeah, exactly. Uh, my arm's making a weird twitching. Yeah, you're old. Oh, cool. Thanks. Why doctor. is it hitting me in the neck? Go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. So what do you want to do with the stories? I have three creepy stories. But the only thing is, I haven't really ever had too many creepy things happen to me while camping. So the stories I have here, one is real and two are ones that I made up. So I didn't look online. I didn't find a story on the internet and just transcribe it. I actually put on my thinking cap and I did a short little story about creepy, scary shit. Well, stuff that I found creepy and scary. You might just laugh at me and think fucking pussy, but hey, <laughs> I'm okay with that. The caterpillar. Yeah. Do they know about that? Or was that the last conversation? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Anyways, there, there's so a lot many of many caterpillars and no butterflies. Yeah. There's That's a lot it. of questions. That's all they need to know. Yeah, they'll hear it somewhere. I don't know where that conversation will end up, but it'll end up somewhere in a podcast. And I don't think it'll be this episode. So a couple episodes later, you're just gonna be like, wait, he was fucking talking about caterpillars. April's talking about fucking butterflies. All right. Uh, Your (laughs) stories. What, What do you got going on? Well, I have two true stories and one kind of urban legend fake story. All right. Do you want well, you know to what I found? You hmm. know what I found is that a lot of a lot of horror stories are based on something that actually happened in some form, exaggerated oh. or whatnot, but a lot of them do come down to an actual real event that happened. Well, there's almost nothing more scary than shit that happens in real life. Yeah, absolutely. So I have two truths and a lie, and you have two lies and a truth. Two lies and a truth. Yeah. And should we let the listeners guess what is what, or are we guessing? Mm, Well, I don't have any listeners around here right now, so it's going to be kind (laughs) of hard. Or we could just tell the stories and let them decide on their own once they're listening. And you and I aren't going to discuss which ones are true or which ones are false. Yeah. Maybe in a later episode. Well, I guess we like could do reveal. that. Yeah, we could do a follow-up. It'll it'll be a, the first like nine-hour podcast we do. So it'll be like a nine-series. Or maybe maybe after after credits or something. But not on the same episode. <laughs> like 20 episodes <laughs> down. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, usually the after credits are within like the first four episodes. So I would bet you between now and episode 125-ish is where they will hear the reveal as to which one of your stories was false and as to which two of mine were false. Oh, I like that. I like that. We got to make people wait. We're all too impatient, right? Just instant gratification. So why not? That was the problem with my OnlyFans. I just threw it all out there. on The front cliffhanger. Screen, right? All of it right out there. Yeah. Don't, don't subscribe. Don't give me your money. Look at me touch my dick. Just watch. Just watch. Just look at it. And apparently that's not the way to go. People really aren't that interested in watching a dude play with himself. No. How often do you watch a dude play with no, himself? No, I think you learned a lot of lessons there. 
I don't know. Do you ever watch the guy? Does anybody ever watch the guy? I, I don't know. I mean, if I'm touching myself when I'm with somebody, I want them to be touching themselves at the same time. Does that make sense? When you're actually with a real person? Yeah. You know, once every six yeah. or seven years when somebody's stupid enough <laughs> to fall for that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. When I can trick them and get them drunk enough to come over. Yeah, why not, right? That's my secret. Well, yeah, you want them to have the same level of engagement as you, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Back to campfire. Okay, let's get to the stories. <laughs> let's get to the stories. All right. Jeez, How it do doesn't you... take much. No, it doesn't. We almost need like three different podcasts at the same time, just because, Yeah. you know, three different <laughs> topics, three different programs, and then we can just like cut out the audio from one to the next. Yeah. Yeah, and just kind of compile three different episodes. Yeah. From our weird tangents that we take. Yeah. All right. Campfires. Like now. <laughs> do you want to like go, you read one, I read one, you read one, or? Sure. We can do that. Yeah. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I can go first. All right. Um, coming up first, it is The Eerie Attic. A Wait, I didn't, I didn't ago, title mine. Do I need to title mine? Well, they came titled. They all had titles, so I titled them. Oh, okay. They came with titles. Don't don't feel like inferior or anything. Well, I, I'm feeling like <laughs> I, didn't I didn't compose the titles. I, I, right now, I'm feeling but you like came I didn't up understand. with an entire story. I you didn't came up with an entire story. <laughs> I didn't understand. The, I did not understand the assignment, and I'm so sorry. I didn't put a cover letter on. I will I will get to the cover letter right now on all three while you tell me your story about the attic. Okay. The eerie right. attic. Sorry, the eerie attic. A few years ago, I moved into a one-bedroom apartment in Melbourne, Australia. It was my first time living on my own. The apartment block had been built in the 1930s. I'd been there for a few months when I came home from work one day and went into the bathroom. I saw something strange, a wooden board, which had covered a hole in the ceiling that led to a small attic space. It lay, lay fractured in two pieces on the ground. I examined the pieces. The board was an inch thick. It would have taken Bruce Lee to break it. I thought the landlord had sent someone to work on the attic. I was frozen stiff with fear. Someone's up there for sure, I thought. I emailed pictures to the landlord asking if anyone had been there. Her reply read, please call me as soon as you're able to. I called and she explained that her last two tenants had the same thing happen. She promised to replace the board and she did. That's the fix. Replace oh, the board. That's it. Anyway, anyway, a month later, I woke up one night around 4 a.m. My body covered in goosebumps. It felt like somebody was rubbing, the, rubbing their hands on me. Everything was silent. But then I heard a dragging sound coming from above my bed. It was as if someone was pulling a sack of potatoes or a body. I froze, convinced someone was up there. There's no way an animal could make that sound. After five minutes, I worked up the courage to turn on the light, armed myself with a cricket bat, and walked to the bathroom. That's when I saw the new board covering the hole was broken in two. I felt sick. The dragging sound had stopped, but I heard something else. Whispering. 
The sound was clear and coming from the attic. It sounded like children's voices. Of course. <laughs> it's always children's voices. Always. always. Well, that's creepy as so fuck. So terrifying. It is. There's nothing scarier. I could hear one sentence repeat over and over. It's your turn. It's your turn. I switched on every light in the apartment to make things feel normal. It was 5 a.m. and dark outside. I watched TV to try to unwind, then a fuse blew. My pet budgie, Dexter, whom I kept in the kitchen, usually never made a sound at night, but he started squawking like he was being strangled. I'd never heard him make those sort of noises. He was screaming. I grabbed my car keys and ran out, sat in my car, and waited there until the sun came up. That'd be funny if the budgie started saying, it's your turn. Yeah. It's your turn. In a and kid's then she voice. just leaves her budgie in there. And she's totally, yeah. <laughs> when I saw people walking their dogs, this comforted me enough to go back in. The front door was open, but I figured I must have forgotten to close it when I ran out. I went to the kitchen to te- check on Dexter, but he wasn't in his cage. I felt sick again. All my windows were closed, so I looked everywhere inside. When I walked to the bathroom, I heard splashing. Dexter was half drowned in the toilet. I took him out, washed him, and dried him. I was so confused. At 8 a.m., I called the landlord and gave her a version of the night. Oh, wow. You heard the whispering, too, she Uh said. I stayed in that apartment for another 18 months. I heard the whispering on a few occasions, right? These people (laughs) just ask for it. And twice the board covering the hole in the ceiling moved. Although I live elsewhere now, the landlord recently called. She said that her new tenants had begged to speak to me about some of the stuff that's been going on there. Forget it. It's their problem now. Well, I'm glad she eventually moved out. 18 months. She seems stupid (laughs) enough that the lease probably said something. I will consent and accept all holes in attics with voices whispering as children. <laughs> right? Just like the whispering, yeah. The poor bird. Do you think the toilet hadn't been flushed? I think it was clean oh, water. They gave him a swirly. They gave right. him a swirly. Yeah. Huh. So that's it. I don't want to live like that. What yeah. Why would you want to? Like just being terrified every time you go to the bathroom looking up into the hole. Well, maybe for a day. I could I could do it for a day, I think. Mm-hmm. Or I could do it for a couple of days as long as I had friends over. I mean, if we all sat in that room just waiting for something to happen, I would feel more brave with other people there. Slower people. Right. People I could run away and push behind me. But littler people, smaller people, I'd do it. Would you do it? <laughs> the children. <laughs> would, would you no, do it? No, no. I don't like spooky things. You like telling like, the stories. You like true crime. Get me, and I like I love true crime, but that's yeah. about people and other people. It's not. There's not usually like spooks and stuff. That's it. Is you can't see it coming. I want to be able to see the thing. So, like I can watch any kind of slasher film, like the Teen Screams, like Jason, and you know all yeah. those. I can watch those. Because it's a thing that's getting them that you can see, but the spooky ghost ones, like haunted children or paranormal, anything like that, I'm like, fuck, no. Did, did you ever go to the graveyard in Osseus and st- mm-hmm. sit on blankets and yeah. stuff? 
Like, yeah, there, there's some nights that we could get out of the car, lay down the blanket and hang out. And then there's some nights we wouldn't even open the fucking car door. We would just be parked <laughs> on like the driveway to the, the cemetery. And none of us had the balls to open the door and yeah. step out. We were so fucking terrified. But yeah, it was weird that some nights we could just like lay out there and hang out like on top of the grass where people were buried. It's weird yeah. how the the brain on those, works. The cracked, the cracked tombstones and stuff. Yeah. I it, took it, some rocks from there. The remember the rocks? They the were trippy, like flint rocks and the they rocks. the trippy rocks. Yeah, yeah, they would light up. They were so awesome. I they took don't, some. They don't. Do and that then anymore. I thought, oh shit, I'm gonna be. Oh, they don't. No, I kept them for quite a while, and they did eventually die out. Because yeah, I went back years later, driving through late at night. And I just went to the graveyard and I shuffled my feet on the rocks and they didn't they didn't spark at all. I, I don't know if the, the, they actually ever did. Well, I think they did. See, you you said that over time they stopped working. I thought maybe they just did an yeah. overhaul and they just got rid of all the old rocks. I don't no, know how well, the rocks that I had eventually like I forgot that they were trippy rocks because they finally stopped when you would smash them together, they finally stopped glowing. Well, April, the magic only happened at the cemetery. As soon as you take them off the ground, right? they're normal rocks. They're no longer trippy. They're just they're just haunted. Were you there the time that we were at the Husky restaurant? And I don't know why, but we had Halloween masks and I was painted up like the crow. And a guy came into the the Husky and he was with his friends, like a friend of ours was with his his other friends. And he said they were all super, super high and they were in the car. And I was like, you want to fuck with them? He's like, sure. What do you want to do? And I said, well, go to the cemetery in like 15 minutes and we're going to be hiding like in the tree. And I think Ronnie tight was there and we actually opened up the garbage can, the big white garbage can. I took the metal round one out and put it in the car. And then he hid in the garbage bin. <laughs> And yeah, our, our friend was bringing his friends around and they're like, I think I see someone in the tree. Like you don't see anyone in the tree. He knew someone was in the tree because we told him we'd be hiding in the trees and in the garbage can. And yeah, yeah the, he told him to go like, go, go touch the garbage can. And then Ronnie tight reaches his arms out and grabs her. And she's freaking out. Fucking great times. <laughs> Just fucking with stone people. Oh, I wasn't there for that. That would be freaky. Mm. I mean, it wasn't freaky yeah, for us. I wonder us. if they ever did drugs again after that. Oh uh, yeah, they did drugs. Because wouldn't you? That'd be awesome. To see that <laughs> shit, I would do drugs more. <laughs> okay, what do you got? I've got three titles, and you get to pick which one you want to listen to. Because now that they have, sorry, oh, now yeah. that I know that they needed Smart. titles, they now have titles. We have Murder Camp, job. The Hitchhiker, or Dream versus Reality. Oh, let's go Dream versus Reality. All right, so Dream versus Reality. These are all based around camping and campfires. Oh, so you have a theme. I don't have a theme. I, I it's just scary stories. Well, I already told you. I you went I all in. You went all in. And Except, then you feel less than because you forgot titles. Yeah. And well, I mean, I, I don't have like a, a, a clear cover for my book report here. It's not in a nice duotang. And there's probably spelling mistakes. Uh, who are we kidding? I even changed all my texting because I can't handle spelling mistakes and grammar. But anyway, here we go. Dream versus reality. All right. So I don't really have any campfire scary stories of my own, like from personal experiences, but I do remember a time when I woke up from a dream that felt so real that I was terrified, sweating and hyperventilating. I turned on the lights and ran to the bathroom as I was in physical pain. 
I remember that it felt like someone was watching me, almost as if I was still dreaming, and people were surrounding my bed just staring into my soul as I slept. Anyway, the dream itself, before I woke up and felt that soul-piercing gaze, was that I was going camping with two of my friends from work. And we all had decided on heading down to Northern California and camping up the mountain on Mount Shasta. Which, if you haven't heard anything about it, it's actually got a history of ghosts, goblins, indigenous people, aliens, uh, cities within the, the mountain itself. So it's got a history of weird shit happening, weird lights glowing and stuff. So we picked that as the place that we wanted to go camping. We booked the time off work, we packed our bags, and we were off as soon as we could. The drive there was typical, except we tried to make it in one day. It was an easy 10-hour drive for the three of us, but we did it in 13 after making a couple stops. At the village at the bottom of the mountain, the park ranger told us not to go above the tree line and to stay on well-traveled roads as it's easy to get lost in the woods here. Also, snowstorms could happen at any time, even in summer, and we'd get stuck and they couldn't come get us. We even saw an indigenous man with a sign near the village at the bottom and the sign warned us of the evil spirits near the top of the mountain and to avoid desecrating their land with our trespassing. We thought it was weird, but we also thought that would make for a truly spooky experience if we could get above the tree line that they told us to stay out of. Typical moron decision making by men. Just, we're idiots. So we, we do <laughs> stupid shit. The only problem is that it was pretty late in the day already. So we, when we reached the road to the top, we had to set up camp pretty quick or we'd be setting up in the dark and we'd have to rely on the little bit of help from the car headlights. We passed a bunch of the warning signs like the man in the village was holding as we kept getting up the mountain. We didn't think much about it because we figured it's government property. It's not private. So we're not really trespassing. I guess we didn't have respect for the people that were there before we were there. Typical fucking morons. Mm -hmm. We drove as far as we could up the main road and then took a shitty access road to sort of get away from the main drag and hopefully have some privacy. The car lights started to dim a bit and flicker. The radio we were listening to was cutting in and out. It seemed weird, so we just decided to stop right then and there and make camp in a little pullout area. As far as we could tell, we definitely made it just above the thick tree line, so we hoped for some spooky shit to start happening. As we set up the tent, my friend said that we should start to tell ghost stories as soon as we get the fire lit up. The tent was set up really quick. I got a fire started and was excited to hear about these scary stories, especially for being above the tree line where we weren't supposed to be. We each had a few drinks from a special bottle of rum that I picked up a few towns away on the way in. We didn't grab any mix, so we were drinking it straight. It was a bottle of Appleton's that was aged 21 years and is kind of hard to find. I had a bottle at home and it's fucking great. I figured a road trip slash camping trip like this needed to be celebrated, so I splurged on the $130 bottle of rum for the three of us. A little bit later, as the fire crackled, I felt the need to take a piss, so I stepped about 50 feet away to the edge of the road where we drove in. The light from the fire wasn't very bright from where I was standing, but I could see the city lights way, way down the mountain, and I was focused on that as I urinated. As I stared at the lights in the distance, I felt like the voices of my friends seemed to get quieter and quieter. My body felt more drunk than it should have felt after the few drinks, but I attributed that to the oxygen levels at the elevation we were at, because it's a volcano, like it's a dormant volcano. Mm. Mm. I turned around after urinating and started to head back to the camp, but before I did, I decided to take another look at the beautiful lights off in the distance. It was weird, but they weren't there anymore. I looked at between some other trees to see if maybe I was looking in the wrong direction or if I lost my spot, but I couldn't see any of the town's lights anywhere. It's like they completely vanished. 
I started to walk back to the campfire, but after walking about 60 feet, I realized that, that the pullout was there, but my car and my friends and the fire weren't. Maybe I walked the wrong direction. So I turned around and went the other way, and I made it to another small pullout. But instead of seeing the car like I expected, and the campfire, and my friends, I saw the remnants of a fire pit and an empty bottle of the 21-year-aged Appleton's rum. The fire wasn't <laughs> the fire wasn't smoldering or anything. It was legit non-existent. The rocks that formed the pit were there, and the empty bottle of rum was there, but nothing else. And the bottle looked like it had been there for years. The label was faded. The glass wasn't perfectly clear. I couldn't even ponder how that was even possible. There is no way that somebody else brought the same bottle up to the same spot we picked and made a fire with almost the exact same stones that we used. Not fucking possible. I grabbed my phone to text my friends, but there was absolutely no service. No bars at all. Just the words, no service at the top of my screen. I turned on the flashlight to get a better look around, and I noticed that the road was smaller than I remember it being. This road that I was on now couldn't even accommodate a quad or an ATV, let alone my car. Looking around, I realized that I wasn't above the tree line anymore, but pretty much in the thick of the woods, but with this small trail that I was standing on. I started to freak out, and I heard twigs snapping in the woods all around me, weird voices whispering in a language that I couldn't understand. I wanted to call out for my friends, but I didn't want to draw attention to myself. I quickly shut the flashlight off of my phone, got down low, hid behind a bush, just so that I could stay there, and hopefully let the people that I hear in the background just bypass me. All of a sudden, the noises stopped, and I stood still for about 30 seconds, and I tried to hear as well as I could to ensure that whatever was making the noise wasn't around me. No wind. No rustling. No animals. No noise at all. It's almost like I was in a vacuum. I grabbed my phone from my pocket, and I was going to check the service bars, just in case, and text my friends, but as the phone lit up, right in my face, I saw three indigenous men inches from my face. They had feathers in their hair, holding spears, and they had their faces painted. I blinked, and all of a sudden, they were gone. My heart jumped through my chest, and I started to run down the road, which was a small path at this point. I was running and running, and I kept hearing the whispers of that language in my ears as if they were right behind me. I felt a hand reach out, try and grab my shirt from behind, and I turned around and saw absolutely no one behind me. When I turned back around to run forward, I was face to face with a ghostly apparition of the men that I saw back at the camp as I was hiding. I ran through the apparitions. I could feel as if they were clutching my heart or even my soul. I felt I absorbed them into my body and I was having a hard time running because I felt like I was lifting hundreds of extra pounds on my legs as I ran. I tripped over a log and as I hit the ground, I saw the bodies of the three ghosts be pushed from inside me. They all turned around smiled menacingly and they transformed into flesh and blood and pointed behind me to the top of the mountain and started to talk in a language I didn't understand. I didn't think that I could push past them on the path so I leapt off the side of the trail and started to roll and slide down the hill. I came to the lower part of the switchback and I started to run down the pathway again. I felt that hand reach out and try and grab my shirt as I was running but I got away. It was getting darker and darker as the trees started to get thicker and thicker. The further I ran from the tree line the darker it got. I took out my phone again and turned on the flashlight so that I wouldn't run into anything else as I tried to escape these things. I felt my left arm being grabbed and I broke away. Looking to my left, I saw the apparition in flesh and bone just about trying to keep pace with me, but I was just two to three steps ahead, and I always seemed to be two to three steps ahead. He screeched a sound so loudly that my ears felt like daggers were stabbing them. I couldn't make out what he said, but as I glanced over my shoulder to see what was happening, I couldn't believe my eyes. I saw him transform from human into a mountain lion, and now there's no way that I was going to get away. He only needed two seconds of that lion speed to catch up, 
and he swiped at my body, digging into my ribs, and, and I twisted my body to block another attempt. With the flashlight being as bright as it was, I could see blood seeping through my shirt, and I felt another swipe, but this time at my neck. My cell phone started to vibrate, and I saw that I had service. Sadly, it was too late. Even though I saw that one of my camping friends was trying to call me, I was unable to answer it because there was a searing pain as these huge claws dug into me and my phone was thrown from my hands as I crashed to the ground. The three man beasts surrounded me, huffing, grunting, and grinning. And Before I was clawed to death, all I saw was the light from my cell phone about 10 feet away. All I heard was the snarling of the beasts and my cell phone vibrating from the phone call that I was receiving. And that's when I woke up and I was terrified of what was happening to me, but apparently it was all a dream. I leapt out of bed, went to the bathroom, washed my face in cold water, and just stared in the mirror in disbelief as how real the dream felt. Before I walked back to my bed, I felt my side because I was actually in a little bit of pain. I lifted my shirt, and I saw a huge bruise on my ribs. And I don't know if I was groggy from the dream, seeing as I just woke up, but I didn't remember how or why my ribs were in such pain. I couldn't remember hurting them at all that day. I turned on all the lights and went and got my phone to take pictures because I couldn't quite see all the way around to my back. When I was back in the bathroom, I saw that my friend had texted me, coincidentally the same one that was calling me in my dream. So I checked to see what he had said. Reading his message, I got a feeling of dread because all it said was, pick another place, I'm not camping on Mount Shasta, I just had a really terrible nightmare, and our trip went to shit, so you gotta pick another place, I'm sorry I'm not gonna go there. I put my phone down, and as I was looking in the mirror, I saw something very, very odd. Behind me, on a shelf in my bathroom, was a feather. Not a feather from a pillow, but a feather from a large bird, like a hawk or an eagle. I have no idea how it got there, but I immediately texted my friend back and agreed that perhaps we should change the location of our trip. As soon as I sent that text, my ribs felt better. I looked down, the bruise was gone. I turned around and the feather on the shelf wasn't there anymore. Almost immediately, I felt a weight being lifted from me and I didn't feel like I was being watched anymore. I went back to bed and wonder if I'd imagined it all. Perhaps a dream inside a dream. That's story one. Dream versus reality. Was it a dream though? Or was um, he visited by some spirit saying, hey, stay the fuck away? Visited by three ghosts. Past, present, oh. and future. Mountline ghosts <laughs> with feathers in their hair. On a haunted mountain in the middle of California. Cool. So did he time travel briefly? That was interesting. Finding the bottle that looked really aged and whatnot. Like, did he walk into the future? Well, I don't know. Like maybe if, they don't make it out of there kind of, you know. Uh, and why was the road smaller? Weird, right? It's mm, almost like. Like it had grown in a bit. Because nobody was using the roads. Yeah, nobody was traveling there anymore. Pretty fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. It seems like a waste of a bottle of rum, though, only a couple drinks. Yeah, especially Appleton's. Yeah, and unless the two guys at the campfire finished it while uh, while it was pissing. I mean, that, that could be a thing. Oh, maybe. They could be fucking yeah. assholes. I mean, not all your friends are good people. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> I, I remember one time, speaking of friends using all your expensive shit, I was snowboarding with a friend, and I bought this, like, Blistex, the, the little tubs, right? Not like the... Not like the chapstick, mm-hmm. but the little tubs. Those things are like $11 a piece, right? They're expensive fucking things. And when you're like 20 years old, $11 for that little thing of Blistex, you're like, hmm, should I buy groceries or should I buy this thing of Blistex? <laughs> and I bought the thing of Blistex because I didn't want to get chap lips while snowboarding. 
And I was on the chairlift with my friend and he asked if he could use my chapstick. And I said, I didn't have it. All I had was Blistex. And he's like, that's fine. So I gave it to him. And then I'm just like looking down on the ground. I look into my left and then he taps me on the shoulder and he gives me my Blistex back and I put it in my pocket. And then he just turns around and smiles right in my face. He had rubbed it over his entire fucking face, lips, <laughs> nose, forehead, cheeks. I opened oh my God. I opened it. There's nothing in there. I was like, what the fuck, dude? He's like, no chapped face for this guy. Oh, the nerve, the audacity. How dare he? By the way, you dated that guy, just so you know. <laughs> dated. Dated. I mean, not currently dating that I know of, but dated. Yeah. My entire thing. Of well, Blistex. that makes a little, makes a little bit more sense now. Because now you know who it is, <laughs> and I can totally picture it. <laughs> I don't even have to tell you who it is, and you know which person it would be. Yeah, yeah, pretty awesome. I guess he didn't get chaps, chapped lips, chapped eyes, chapped cheeks, chapped forehead. No chapped windburn. Nose. Period. No, he was perfectly good. What a fucking dick. Maybe a little greasy. <laughs> uh, I wonder if there was, I wonder if I put it on before I gave it to him. Cause if he used it all and I didn't even get a chance to use it, I guess I just, <laughs> I could have, I could have kissed him. It would have brushed off, right? Just maybe, it like on the cheek or on the forehead. Didn't maybe have I did. to be anything, you know, like lip to lip contact, unless you wanted to. Well, now, now you tell me. Didn't excuse. Yeah. I often find reasons and excuses to do things like that with my guy friends. <laughs> I know. I Trapped swear to God. Him. I, I left my wallet in your underwear. I'm so sorry. I guess it's not there. Yeah. Just stuff like that. You don't do that? With my guy friends? Girlfriends. Or my girlfriends. It would make sense if you did it with your guy friends. Yeah. Like, oh, see what I have in my bra. Yeah. There's candy in there. Oh, obviously. Is that how you do it? Yeah. I just, I, I so I need to get more bras. Is that what you're saying? I need to hide candy <laughs> in my bra or hide nothing in my bras, but insinuate that there's candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't actually have candy in there. Yeah. No, just it's keep searching. Trap. Just keep searching. It's it's in there. Just keep Wait, looking. Lower. Yeah. Lower. Yeah. Lower. Yeah. The next story is called The Smiling Man. <laughs> that's a that's a terrible segue. <laughs> bra candy to we the smiling. We gotta get the ball rolling here. <laughs> ball like bra candy. <laughs> bra candy and the smiling man. Ah, that makes sense. Actually, that's pretty know. good segue. I think it, yeah. Yeah, I think it, it matches up pretty good. It was a Wednesday, somewhere between 1 and 2 in the morning, and I was walking near a police patrol park quite a ways from my apartment. It was a quiet night, even for a weeknight, with very little traffic and almost no one on foot. The park, as it was most nights, was completely empty. I turned down a short side street in order to loop back to my apartment when I first noticed him. At the far end of the street, on my side, was the silhouette of a man dancing. It was a strange dance, similar to a waltz, but he finished each box with an odd forward stride. Stride. <clears throat> I guess you could say he was dance-walking, headed straight for me. Deciding he was probably drunk, I stepped as close as I could to the road to give him the majority of the sidewalk to pass by me. The closer he got, the more I realized how gracefully he was moving. He was very tall and lanky and wearing an old suit. He danced closer still until I could make out his face. His eyes were open wide and wild. His head tilted back slightly, looking off at the sky. His mouth was formed in a painfully wide cartoon of a smile. 
Between his eyes and the smile, I decided to cross the street before he danced any closer. I took my eyes off of him to cross the empty street. As I reached the other side, I glanced back and then stopped dead in my tracks. He'd stopped dancing and was standing with one foot in the street, perfectly parallel to me. He was facing me, but still looking skyward, smile still wide on his lips. I was completely and utterly unnerved by this. I started walking again, but he kept, or but kept my eyes on the man. He didn't move. Once I had put about half a block between us, I turned away from him for a moment to watch the sidewalk in front of me. The street and sidewalk ahead of me were completely empty. Still unnerved, I looked back to where he'd been standing to find him gone. For the briefest of moments, I felt relieved until I noticed him. He'd crossed the street and was now slightly crouching down. I couldn't tell for sure due to the distance and the shadows, but I was certain he was facing me. I looked away from him for no, mo no more than 10 seconds, so it was clear that he had moved fast. I was so shocked that I stood there for some time staring at him. And then he started moving toward me again. He took giant, exaggerated tiptoe steps, as if he were a cartoon character sneaking up on someone, except he was moving very quickly. I'd like to say at this point, I ran away or pulled out my pepper spray or my cell phone or anything at all, but I didn't. I just stood there, completely frozen, as the smiling man crept toward me. And then he stopped again, about a car length away from me, still smiling his smile, still looking to the sky. When I finally found my voice, I blurted out the first thing that came to mind. What do you want? What came out was more of a whimper. What? Regardless of whether or not humans can smell fear, they can certainly hear it. I heard it in my own voice, and that only made me more afraid. But he didn't react to it at all. He just stood there, smiling. And then, after what felt like forever, he turned around, very slowly, and started dance-walking away, just like that. Not wanting to turn my back to him again, I just watched him go until he was far enough away to almost be out of sight. And then I realized something. He wasn't moving away anymore, nor was he dancing. I watched in horror as the distant shape of him grew larger and larger. He was coming back my way, and this time he was running. I ran too. I ran until I was off off of the side road and back onto a better lit road with sparse traffic. Looking behind me then, he was nowhere to be found. The rest of the way home, I kept glancing over my shoulder, always expecting to see his stupid smile, but he was never there. I lived in that city for six months after that night again. Yeah. And never listening. went out for another walk. Yeah, like, don't don't learn a lesson or anything. There was something about his face that always haunted me. He didn't look drunk. He didn't look high. He looked completely and utterly insane. I mean, what, what if you can't leave the town? Like you have your wife and a permanent <laughs> yeah. job. I guess you could avoid that area as much as you can. But would you not be telling yeah, everybody about not, it? Uh, not go for walks out in the middle of the night when no one's around. I mean, I think a lot of women already have that fear built in. Yeah. So we don't typically do that kind of thing. It just seems like common sense not to do that. But yeah, 
I mean, when, when I travel, there's times that I'll just walk around by myself at night in a city and it's probably not the smartest thing. Cause I'm, I'm a foreigner. I don't, I don't know yeah. the streets. I don't know the people. I, I don't know the language, but yeah. Yeah. You end up a headline. I mean, one time I did it in Greece and I got like fucking lost and shit and I got scared and I was coming down a mountain where the, the Parthenon is at the top. And there's all these little shops on the way down. There's like a path to follow to get down, but all the way down, there's little tiny shops. It's like an open air market. And there's hundreds of these little yeah, yeah. shacks. And they're all selling the same stuff. Yeah. Like every second place mm. sells the exact same bottle openers and chess sets. And, you know, everybody's trying to sell you. Yeah. And they're, they're bumping into you. And every time someone bumps into you, try and feel to make sure you didn't lose your wallet because you don't know what the fuck is happening. And my friend wanted to stay in shop and I just wanted to go back to the hostel. So I just kept walking down and I kept my eye on the the road where we came up from our hostel. So I saw where I needed to go. And then as I got farther down the mountain, I wasn't able to see that thing anymore because the shops were too tall and the mountain wasn't high enough because I was getting lower. And I guess I get twisted and turned around and I get down to the bottom of all these shops and there's just reg- the regular street in Athens. And I'm like, well, fuck, I don't know where the hell I am right now, like at all, because I've only been here four hours in the city. I haven't explored it yet. And then I tried to think like, well, when I walked up to the Parthenon, I, I walked up that way and that was the view I saw. So I'm I'm farther down than I should be. So I need to walk up on this certain angle to get to the same viewing, the same view that I had on my way up the hill. And as I'm walking, it's, it's mm-hmm. getting like a scarier neighborhood and less lights and less cars. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to fucking die in this city and this fucking sucks. And so I went to go, I walked for probably about 15, 20 minutes and I, I couldn't find the exact like line of sight of where I walked up the hill. So I knew I was lost. So I just figured I'd, I'd hail a cab. I, I have the name of the hostel like in my little book that I have. So I'll just take a cab to the, the hostel. And I hailed a, a cab and asked me spoke English. She said, yes. And I said, I need to go to this hostel or this train station, which was literally across the street from the hostel. And I tell him the name of the train station. And he just looked at me and like shoved his hands and like blew a raspberry like and drove away. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So then I hailed another cab. Sorry, you were you're frozen. Sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Sorry, I wasn't paying attention there. Yeah, no, he he I hailed the cab, he blew a raspberry, he drove away. So then I hailed another cab and I told him where I needed to go and I showed them the address and he just looked at me and he just pointed. He goes, It's right there. And I look up and not even two buildings <laughs> away was the was the train station I was looking for. Like two buildings away. <laughs> That's why he was thinking, "Oh, you idiot!" Yeah, right? fucking tourist How moron. Stupid, this stupid American or whatever. Yeah, he would think you're American. Yeah, but yeah, n- number one, <laughs> I was terrified. But number two, my sense of direction got me exactly where I needed to be. So I was like, yeah, Fuck all y'all. everything works out. Everything okay. works out for Clay. That's that's the motto of every story ever. Even if I'm not in it, that should be the end for every. <laughs> Prologue for every book. Everything works out for Clay. Yeah. I, I think on the podcast, it says Teapot. She said a line in one of the first couple episodes that made me laugh. And she's like, we aren't going we aren't going to inspire anybody. Because we were talking yeah. about 
Yeah, I, thought, I like I, that. I thought it was cute. I was like, well, that's actually true and hilarious. And I think I'm going to switch it up to every second mm-hmm. episode. I'm going to put everything works out for Clay. And then nobody, yeah. will, be, nobody will be inspired by what we do. Mm-hmm. Which is probably awesome. true. Probably. I think it's very true at mm-hmm. this point. So would you still live in the town? Would you ignore that area? Or would you just travel with friends? Well, yeah, I definitely wouldn't be going out for walks at night by myself. I mean, even walking around in the daytime where I live, we discussed this earlier, it's not a great idea. Yeah. (laughs) In broad daylight, it doesn't (laughs) even matter what time it is anymore. (laughs) Well, I know when I told you I got gas at the 7-Eleven, right as I left your place and the 7-Eleven, right when you get to town, like it's on your right, Mm -hmm. right? And I was like, yeah, yeah I got gas yeah. there. You're like, you stopped there? Why would you stop there? I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I needed gas before I left town. And I turned left to that point and leave town. I don't know where else to get gas. That seems the most logical place. You're like, don't stop there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I won't stop at that 7-Eleven anymore. <laughs> Is that cake place still around? Oh, it's shenanigans. Yeah. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's doing better than Chili's. Better than Red Robin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> better than Applebee's but with a name like shenanigans it has to that's right home and delivery pie cake yeah I like ever... catering and stuff they do do you ever go when's the last time you were there uh probably when we went wow <laughs> like how long ago was that mm, fucking yeah, years that... the memory came mm. up on Facebook over the last couple of weeks Oh, okay. It's just eating cake with our arms entwined in between each other and feeding each other cake. And I was like, that was the day that we hung out with April and Tina. That was awesome. I was just like, uh, like at a wedding, you guys feeding yourselves cake though. Yeah. Or were you feeding each other? I don't remember. You were feeding, I... you were feeding yourselves. No, <laughs> either way, it was beautiful. It was a very romantic picture and I'm it glad was I was involved. Moment. All right. I've got the hitchhiker and murder camp. Sweet. Which one do you want? I need to get some popcorn. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just one. (laughs) The hitchhiker. The hitchhiker. I love stories about hitchhikers. Uh, Have you ever gone hitchhiking? Um, yeah, but nobody picked us up. Hmm. Picked up a couple times. Leaving Osuyas to go to Oliver like three or four times. Yeah. One time we went all the way to Kelowna. These two guys that we met like a week earlier. We called them the the German bug boys because they drove a Volkswagen Beetle. They were from Richmond, BC, and we hung out with them for like two or three days in, in Osseus. And it turns out that my, my sister knew them as well, which is really weird because one day they came to my house like the next year and I was like, how do you know where I live? They go, we're not here for you. I'm like, what? What do you, what do you mean? They go, we're, we're here for, for Tara. And I go get my sister. She goes, yeah, they're my friends. I'm like, I met these guys last year. This is so fucking weird. So she met them the next year. But yeah, they picked us up and they asked where we wanted to go. And we said, we don't know. They go, oh, let's go to Kelowna. So we drove the two hours and went to Kelowna to the mall and then drove back home. It's fucking weird. Oh, uh, They brought you back? Yeah, they they were friends. You know, I guess new, yeah. newish friends. I think they, mm-hmm. they stayed at the, the hotel that up on the hill that, was it Tanya was dating the guy that ran that hotel? Or Leah was oh, dating? Oh, okay. That hotel, mm-hmm. they always stayed there. I don't remember the name of it. I don't know if it's there anymore. Anyway, I don't remember any hotels there. Sandman Inn. The Sandman Inn? <laughs> yeah. Are you ready for the hitchhiker? I am. All right. So my cousin and I were camping with our uncle 
and his friends, and after a full day of hiking and canoeing, we sat around the fire and ate marshmallows. The adults were having some drinks, the kids were eating sugar, and one of my uncle's friends said that we should probably tell ghost stories. I was probably nine or ten at the time, and thought of ghost stories while in the woods sounded like a fucking great idea. Because what a, what a good time to be scared. There's a bunch of adults around. You'll be fine. Nobody's going to hurt you. Yeah, absolutely. You're safe. Yeah. It's not a bunch of guys drinking up on a mountain. Fucking idiots. This is this is adults yeah. doing shit. So yeah, we sat around the fire, probably about 10 of us or so between the, the kids and the adults that were there. And everybody told a little story that they had heard before or read somewhere else. The stories were scary, but not quite scary enough. And so we asked for the next story to blow our socks off. My uncle's friend said that she had just heard a new story and it would truly terrify us if we dared. Some of the kids were too scared, so they went into their tents, but there were three kids and two adults sitting around the fire who said that they wanted to hear the story. My uncle's friend said that the story was so scary that we couldn't tell it in the woods because then we would get too scared and probably all have a heart attack. She suggested that we get into the safety of the car, lock the doors, that way we'd be protected from the evil beasts that roamed the woods and preyed upon little kids telling ghost stories at night. Now, mind you, being a nine, ten-year-old at the time, I was already scared and the story hadn't even begun yet. We all agreed to go into the car and the story would get told that way. We wanted to feel safe. There were three kids in the back seat facing the front. I remember being in the middle in between my cousin and some kid that was like one of my uncle's friend's kids. Both adults were in the front seat and they were facing the back seat to tell the story. The lady starts to tell the story and it's about a hitchhiker and the hitchhiker was picked up by a couple and the drive gets more and more uncomfortable as they drive because the hitchhiker is telling scary stories to the two people who picked him up. The young couple then tries to outdo the hitchhiker stories and pretty soon they're in a contest to tell the scariest story. The scariest one ended up being about five people trapped in a car with some of their friends missing in the woods. A crazy hitchhiker had killed all the friends and was hanging them in the tree above the car. And as the five terrified people in the car, scared for their lives, not knowing where the killer was, all they could hear was a scratching on the roof over and over and over again, scratching and scratching. Just as my uncle's friend is telling the story, my cousin asked us to all be quiet. He started to whimper and he pointed to the ceiling of the car. We all got quiet and we looked up. We heard a scratching on outside of the fucking car we were sitting in. We started to freak out. I tried to open the doors, but they were locked and we were trapped in the car. The adults were trying to get out. The kids were trying to get out. But then the adult said, hey, stop crying. Stop trying to get out. If you get outside, do you want to be out there with the killer? We're safe in the car. Just Just ignore the scratching. Just then a thud came from the roof and an arm slammed down from the roof onto the windshield. I screamed my fucking balls off and my cousin started crying and the other kid opened the door, ran outside screaming. We were petrified and we saw the kid get grabbed by someone in the dark as he got out of the car and the arm on the windshield moved and it sounded like a body rolled off the top of the car. All of a sudden, flashlights came on, the car lights came on, the doors opened up. It was just a prank by my uncle and his fucking friends. And you could tell by the shaking of the crying children, their ghost story was pretty fucking successful. I've never been more scared in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, I think, isn't that like an old urban legend? The scratching on the roof of the car and it turns out to be the guy that like drove you there or something. Yeah, it's something like that. Really I mean, as a, as a nine or 10 year old kid, you don't know that story yet. But yeah, the adults would know that story. 
So yeah, have, that's a good one. I believe you're up. All right. My final tale is the boy with no eyes. I'm getting reaction from within the room. Uh-oh. One night when I was 10, I was woken up by my bedroom door opening, followed by someone sitting on my bed. I felt my leg grazed and the bed sink under the person's weight. It's just mom, I thought, and I opened my eyes. It was not my mom. Found an He had black empty sockets about my age sitting at the foot of my bed. He extended his hand and in it was a little box. I was startled but reached out. He pulled back. I reached again and said, give it. Then blinked and when I reopened my eyes, he was gone. But I could still see the imprint where he sat on my bed. Fast forward five years, my girlfriend came over to do homework. After she finished, she took a nap while she waited for her parents. When they arrived, I tried waking her up. She opened her eyes suddenly, looked up at a corner wall, met the ceiling. She pointed there and went back to sleep. I shook her again. She came to full consciousness and I explained what she'd done. She looked haunted. Up on the wall, I saw a little boy with no eyes. He was there in a Spider-Man pose, staring at me. I freaked out and told my story about the same kid. Fast forward another five years. I was with the same girlfriend, and we had a two-year-old. We were living in my parents' house in my old room. My daughter started waking up at the same time every night, and she'd talk. After a while, I noticed she had almost the same conversation every night. I playfully asked her whom she was talking to. She said, it's a little boy. He's nice. He's lost in looking for his mommy. My daughter's nightly conversations continued until we got our own place later that year. No, thanks. Spooky. Yeah, no, thanks. And he just stuck around. That's a family home. He kept he living there? <laughs> With his family. And it haunted his family, too. And the girlfriend figured, meh. I'll never find anyone better. <laughs> yeah, I'll stick around. Well, maybe she was knocked up at the time and thought, oh, I can make it work. He's only little. So as somebody who has lots of questions, as you know from earlier, do you think that box contained <laughs> his eyes? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Scary. Yeah, too bad he never actually got the box and opened it up. Well, you could continue Maybe the, the boy's just looking for help. He's just looking for help to get his eyes back so he can find his mom. As an adult, you see things in a logical sense. Is that not how well, you... that sounds... Yeah, that's... <laughs> it sounds like... Uh, what is that called? Sleep paralysis dream. That's what it sounds like. Well, I'm not trying to relate that, the idea of being an adult to the story about the boy with no eyes... I'm just thinking like for, for me or for you, when you see something and you question it, you, your brain logically thinks of what the problem could be or what the solution could be, right? Mm -hmm. But as well, a kid- Definitely what the problem could be. But but the kids, they don't they don't see that. Like the the daughter would just keep talking to this, this little boy, like not even questioning why a kid would be in a Spider-Man pose looking for his mommy in your bedroom. With no eyes. Right? But when you wake up and you see that as an adult, you're going to be like, all right, something's not fucking right here. Yeah. Oh, this is something. Yeah. This is something that's 
but it could hurt me. We need to get to the bottom of this ASAP. But also as an adult, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see those things. I want to know that those things are real and those things are out there. I don't want to guess mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I, I don't want to guess that there's ghosts or God or aliens. I'd like to know. I want to witness it with my own fucking eyes. Not the eyes in a box, but like my eyes' eyes. I just, I think it's out there, but we can't see it with our eyes. Yeah, it's not fair, right? Don't you want to be able to see it? Do you want to see it or do you just want to know? Yeah, like, like humans are not capable. I don't think I'd want to see it. You know, sometimes ignorance ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Because then I would see everything watching me, every spirit, every whatever. You're never alone or feel like you're alone. Wouldn't you like to see it at least once so you know that it's real so you don't have to speculate? You get a definitive answer. You. Maybe I don't see it, but you see it. You Then you have to convince me that have it's you real. Have felt anything? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. that enough or like you have to see it to believe? Well, I would like, like to I want to see, see Jesus standing in front of me. <laughs> I want to shake his hand. I don't see anything wrong with that. I, I don't want to be told to believe in something and there's no chance that I could believe in it. It just doesn't make sense. Like when you think about witchcraft or ghosts or goblins or aliens, unless you see it, you can only speculate and guess. I think it would much be be much better to know, to actually, actually observe, get firsthand experience. That's just me. Yeah. I don't know. I, the mystery, I think, is what keeps it so intriguing, though. Yeah. No, I understand it's, that. The mystery of it is that there is no indefinite proof. And that's why it's still going or still interesting or still talked about or still wondered about. But I think there's to... a lot that goes on. Don't see those machines. Sorry, it's there all cutting out. I never remember what I just said. I can't all. Thanks. I'm just fine. Are you there? Oh, I'm here. Just to cut out big time. <laughs> You're you're still frozen. Like your your picture's frozen, but it, it, yeah, it cut yeah, out when, when we were talking about the mystery. You'd like the mystery. I see your name. Sorry, I didn't get that again. Can't hear me. I hear every second word. Okay, I think it's oh. too far gone here. <laughs> now I don't even see your name. I don't know. My oh, you're we back. might just get into the time where where you're, this. You're back. Nope. No. <laughs> I'm haunted. Oh, I think you're back. Maybe. So do you think the people who claim to be ghost whisperers and people who can do seances and stuff, do you think they actually communicate? It's all frozen. Uh, It's too bad we can't record texting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, your your face is frozen. 
Yeah, there's not much I can do here. Yeah, I just... <laughs> probably storms. Yeah, it was like really hot. Should we wrap it up tomorrow? Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> yes. Maybe we yes. should wrap up tomorrow. You're, you're moving like Max yeah. Headroom. <laughs> yeah, even your, your body. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's pretty I, <laughs> I wonder if it's recording me good. I don't know. No. I think I, that's I, choppy. Because it oh. sounds choppy. I have you crystal clear right now. Oh, it's fine now? Yeah. Your your video is not so good, but the, the vocals are perfect. Okay. Do you think the people who do seances and who say they can talk to ghosts and they see stuff like that, do you think it's legit that they're actually one of the few small percentages of people that have their their brain that is able to communicate or just see that, that plane of reality? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I would like Maybe. to hope that it's true. Wouldn't you? Well, I definitely, I definitely believe in something more. There's something more than just us here and something more that we can't see. I would like to hope that there's some sort of plane of existence that your soul is in that you, you live forever. I don't want to believe in a kingdom mm -hmm. in heaven where there's a God you have to follow and it, whatever. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's an odd thing for me to believe because if heaven truly were as great of a place as it's claimed to be. And if my friends don't believe in God or ask for forgiveness, would they then not end up in heaven? So then heaven really isn't a place that I want to go. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. We could do a whole podcast on religion. Yeah. It'd probably get shit on and big time yeah. <laughs> just because people, people want you to believe what they believe. And I'm fine with people believing what they believe. I just don't want them to tell me what I have to believe. Yeah, for sure. I believe. I believe my OnlyFans should have been free, but I guess the people spoke. And uh, yeah, they didn't want to see it at all. They don't even want it. No, they, they want me to pay them. <laughs> uh, I'm not about to do that. That doesn't seem right. You just have to try another avenue. Yeah, fair enough. So it looks like we're out of time. And it looks like our internet connection is getting all fucked up. So I'm going to cut my three stories down to two stories and I'm going to tell you that one was real and one was made up and we're going to let you guys guess. So before we run out of time here, I'm going to say thanks to April for taking time out to chill with me this evening. It's a pleasure as fucking usual. I hope you get to enjoy your chili. Chili. Yeah. Thank you for showing up and being here as always. So yeah, I'm going to say peace out to the no-dolls. Peace out to April, and we will chat next week. Bye. Bye. Have you stepped outside <laughs> in the town you live in? <laughs> I don't live in that town. Have you have you live outside of it? I'm an have outsider. you looked online at like the safety index 
of where you live compared to other places in Canada? Yeah. So don't fuck around, man. <laughs> don't you're, fuck around. You're one of the top three most dangerous places <laughs> to live in Canada. And now you're telling me nobody wants to live here? No, never mind. It's like oh. number three, though. It's like number three. Yeah. We're probably like number six. I think Battleford is one of the top two. Yeah. I've driven through there a few times. It used to be my, my go-to for Burger King because we didn't have one here. So yeah, when I first moved here, we would do Burger King runs, like hour and a half drive to Burger King. Fucking idiots. Yeah. I remember doing that in Asoyas, going to Penticton for McDonald's. Uh, that's only a 45 minute drive. But yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's almost the same. I mean, one time in Abbotsford, we drove five and a half hours to go to Chili's in Portland, Oregon. That was pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah You're like we can make it for dinner yeah. like yeah but when are we gonna make it home i don't know like three in the morning yeah but we're going to chili's it's totally worth it yeah <laughs> i love chili's though chili's you know was that great. does seem worth it i haven't been forever yeah all the ones in alberta shut down except for the two in the airport like there's one in the calgary airport and one in the edmonton airport they're called chili's two not not chili's oh. number two but chili's t-o-o as in chili's also Oh, I wonder what that means. I don't know, but you you can get all this regular Chili's menu and stuff. Yeah, I like the crispers, the like Chipotle crispers. Yeah, no, that's my number so one thing. Spicy and oh, loved them. Delicious. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I want Chili's now. Now honey I have to Chipotle. drive to Saskatoon if it's still open. Honey Chipotle crispers. Yeah, honey Chipotle. All the Red Robins shut down like three years ago as well, like right during COVID. I never had a Red Robin. I don't know what that is. Like breakfast? No, no. Red Red burgers? Robin is like, yeah, burgers. I don't know. There, there should have been one in Saskatoon, I would bet. Well, maybe, but. Usually when I go, I go to Fuddruckers if I want burgers in Saskatoon. I can't tell if you're frozen. <laughs> tricky, tricky. Yeah. I know, it just happens randomly. I don't know. Oh, it is closed. Chili's is closed. Well, it looks like you're going to have to go no to the more. airport. Wow, that stinks. Permanently. I guess it doesn't really affect you too much if you didn't know it was closed and it's been closed yeah. for years. I haven't been there in about two years, probably. Yeah, so it's probably not something that you're you're jonesing for that you used to go Before. you know once a month. Yeah. No, but it was kind of one of those things like we were there, like, oh, let's go to Chili's. Yeah. That's yeah, what I... it was like. And it was always it never disappointed. How about Applebee's? I don't even think I've been to an Applebee's. It's like Chili's. It's not really a lot yeah. different. Does and it have honey chipotle crispers? It doesn't have the the tempura battered crispers and the tempura battered Southwest egg rolls were fucking killer at Chili's. Mm. Those are like mm. the two things I love to eat there. They also had mm. a Cajun ribeye. So there'd be like Cajun butter on your ribeye steak. Fucking oh, awesome. Yeah. So good. But sadly, all gone. Yeah, wonder what happened. COVID? Mm, I don't know. The restaurant industry is hard to work with. Like mm -hmm. unless you have a an amazing product at a really good price, it's really tough to to get into the market. There is a place in Edmonton that took over one of the Red Robin locations and I don't remember the the name of the restaurant. There's something burger. Like obviously they they try to you walk in and it it doesn't look like a Red Robin anymore, but if you open the menu, they have essentially all the same types of burgers just named differently mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah i went there with my kid like two or three months ago and it was like i was eating a honey poppy seed crispy chicken burger 
from Red Robin. I felt like I was legit eating the same fucking food, which I don't know, like as a business owner, if you see a business fail and shut down, do you really try and sell the exact same stuff when you open it up? Like, is there not a reason why it <laughs> failed? It doesn't make sense to me. Or they think, oh, we could do better. Maybe, oh, we can just sell for cheaper. Well, that probably would work. But Red Robin seems like a bigger chain than a no-name place. You figure they would yeah. get a better deal on their products. But enough of that. Enough of that. Enough of that.